Well, how much privacy should we expect when it comes to what's on our devices? And we carry tons of them across the border these days, no doubt, whether you're coming back from somewhere, you've been away. Uh, So how much privacy should we expect when we're dealing with border services agents? It's a legit question. For instance, when I used to travel into China or when I do travel into China, you should expect zero uh, privacy. Anything that you're carrying with you can technically be looked at. Anything, any document, any photo, anything, your Twitter account, anything. Um, but here, I mean, I think we expect uh, to have a little bit more reasonable grounds, quote unquote, not to use legalese. Um, and for a long time in Canada under the Customs Act, I'm hoping I'm getting this right uh, for my next guest, uh, electric, our electronic devices were treated as stuff. So anything we, as goods really, so anything we had stored on them was fair game. Until a court, specifically a court in Alberta, said it was time for an update. It needed to be a little more clear about what this meant catch up with the time, so to speak. So to that end, we have something called Bill S-7, which have passed, and I'm quoting here from my next guest, will allow officers who feel a, quote, reasonable general general concern, that's the important part here, reasonable general concern, to search through the emails, documents, texts, instant messages, photos, or videos stored on our digital devices to look for evidence that we may have violated customs regulations. So with that term, reasonable general concern, and that's the catch, is that too vague or is it just right? Joining me now is Alberta Independent Senator Paula Simons. And I apologize in advance for dragging you away from the battle from the battle of Alberta for this, but I, I thought I it was an important I topic. I can't look. You know, it's one of those things <laughs> where I just want to know when the Oilers win, then I'll be happy again. <laughs> you know, they they just scored and, and now I'm looking away again. So it's it's just as well. Uh I find this very stressful. I suppose as an Alberta sure. senator, I'm supposed I'm supposed to cheer equally for the Flames and the Oilers, but of course, but of course, there there are my, there are limits to what can humanly be expected. My grandmother, rest her soul, she used to not watch the Montreal Alouettes because she said every time she watched them, they lost. If she didn't watch them, they won. So she never saw them win, which was <laughs> which was unfortunate. <laughs> so I'm not recommending that. But I digress. Um, thanks so much. I, this I, I read what she'd written about it this week. It's a really fascinating subject because. Uh, the term they brought up here, this reasonable general concern, uh, is, is, is odd. It's an odd one, and you really touched on it. So how did we get here? Well, this is a really good question. Um, you know, our customs rules were written long before we carried our lives in our cell phones and on our laptops. And the prevailing cases were from 1988. You know, so they predated... Uh, the days when we had Uber apps on our phone so that anybody could know wherever we had gone, when we had DoorDash on our phone so anybody could know what we ate, when we had our love letters on our phone, when we had our business dealings on our phones and our laptops. And so up until very recently, there hadn't actually been a threshold that uh, customs officers, border agents had to meet before they could go trolling through your phones and your laptops. And in 2020, Uh, the Alberta Court of Appeal ruled unanimously that that was not a sustainable, tenable test anymore. And the court said, look, you have a lower degree of privacy at the border. Everybody understands that when you cross a border, you don't have the same civil rights that you do when you're walking down the street. But the court said it's not reasonable, given how much of our most intimate personal information is carried on our phones and on our devices that any border agent without probable cause or any cause of any kind can go looking for whatever they want. So they said to the government, you have to come up with a threshold. And it has to be a fair threshold so that it is 
you know, it, enough that we're keeping the borders safe, but also that we're safeguarding people's most intimate private messages. So the government went away, and I thought about it, and they came back with a novel legal test, reasonable general concern. This is not a phrase that appears anywhere else in Canadian law. There's no jurisprudence around it. And it's not a test that's been borrowed from another jurisdiction. I mean, sometimes Canadian law will look to someplace like Australia or New Zealand or the United States or England to see, you know, what are, what are they doing in Great Britain? What are they doing in the U.S.? What are they doing in another jurisdiction that's sort of akin to ours with the same common law tradition? But this is a completely original legal test, reasonable general concern. And my reasonable general concern is that that's too vague. I mean, what is a reasonable general concern? No one knows. No border agent knows. No court knows. Because it's never been tested in Canada. And I I have a twofold concern. One is that I think this is too low a bar. And I think that people could have their privacy invaded without good reason. And I think it's going to create a lot of confusion. I mean, if you're a border services agent and you're told, all right, you should do a search when you have a reasonable general concern, I think that's going to be pretty murky for you to know when you're supposed to do an enhanced search and when you're not. And I think it's going to be a nightmare for the courts because the first time people are arrested because of a search carried out under this new protocol, you can, you know, you can bet your buttons that this is going to be litigated from, you know, from one end of the road up the other because no one is going to know what this legal test actually means. It seems, it seems entirely unusual for lawmakers to draft something that has never been seen before. I know you mentioned also the French, the préoccupation générale raisonnable, which is essentially the same word, although préoccupation and concern is slightly different. But yeah, I mean, it, it I does... Think, you know, yeah. yeah, preoccupation yeah. in English seems even less than a concern, but you know, it does. You, can't, you, you, you can't always just sort of uh, find find the English cognate. I've, I've been right. asking some of my Francophone colleagues and they say, no, preoccupation is, is probably the right translation. But it is... It's pretty loosey-goosey. It's pretty vague. I mean, it's pretty vague. If, if I'm a border services agent, I'm thinking, well, reasonable general concern can mean just about anything. Um, you know, if, if, uh, if, it's, if it's sort of replacing what was already there, which was basically a blanket permission to check through people's stuff. I guess we should point out that, that this is, according to at least the press release announcing this Bill S7, um, is infinitely rare. That It's rare that people have their devices scrolled through and checked. Yeah, it's border. not that rare. But not, not that, that rare. rare. Not that rare. Not that rare. Right. I, mean, I stand corrected. You know, I mean, because they can look for all kinds of things. So say, for example, you've been shopping. Say you've gone on a trip and you've bought some things. Maybe you didn't declare all those things, or maybe you did declare and say that you're, you know, you're going to pay extra duty. They're not just looking for things like child pornography or, you know, terrorist manifestos. They can look for your receipts. They can say, aha, Miss Simons, how many shoes did you actually buy at Nordstrom's <laughs> on your last trip? They can say, you know, mm, you know, how, how, you know, what are you bringing back uh, from Paris? Not that I've been to Paris for a very long time, but, you know, the, 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 the point is that they can go looking for your banking records. They can go looking to see if you've got electronic receipts for, you know, maybe you bought, uh, you know, audio equipment. Maybe you bought all kinds of things that you didn't quite declare. 
they can go looking for that too. So, you know, we think of this as, oh, you know, they're, they're looking for, they're looking for bad crime, but suppose you just look twitchy at the border because you need to pee because you've been on the plane a long time and you're sort of, you know, uh, fidgeting a bit. Maybe they sense a reasonable general concern and then they can go looking for things. And I think that we have to be honest in 2022 and say, um, you know, if I, a middle-aged white lady senator, go through the border, maybe no one's going to be reasonably generally concerned about me. What if I'm a young uh, man of color? What if I'm, you know, somebody, uh, you know, in, in the two cases that, uh, that were involved in, in this court decision in Alberta, um, you know, the, one of them, uh, you know, was a, a young gay man. And one of the reasons that they pulled him over for enhanced searching is that they found, you know, uh, they found condoms and lube and, uh, and other sort of, you know, sex toys in his luggage. And that was the reason that they did an enhanced search. So, you know, if you don't fit neatly into a boring box, the way I do, you know, you know, overweight, middle-aged white lady senator, I probably don't look very high risk. But what if, what if you're not me? I'm worried about all the other people who could be captured by this because, you know, of, of frankly, of uh, the kind of stereotypical assumptions people might make if, say, you're a young black man or a young Muslim man. And of course, and if 9-11 was, will always be a reminder that you never know when people, when profiling starts, you never know yeah. when it's going to, you know, and then if, if the laws are too loose or the, the, the wording is too vague, you never know how it's going to be used improperly at some point, which is why we try to have these laws be as specific as possible when we enact them. Um, we'll take well, a quick and, break. And this, you can, this, oh, yeah, absolutely. Go oh, ahead. You can take a, a very quick and, break. And you can check, check the score. score. You can check the score. When we come back, I'm going to ask you just a bit more about uh, just what can be done to make sure that the language is 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 uh, a little more a little more clear. <laughs> we'll be back. I guess this half hour is Alberta Independent Senator Paula Simons, who's trying to keep an eye on the Battle of Alberta. It, 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 by the time we finish this interview, it's going to be like ten ten. I think score. while we while we I think in in the last minute and a half, they between them they scored four goals. It's it's near goals. as I can tell from looking at Twitter. Uh, it, it's yeah. tied at four four. Um, it is. God knows what will happen if we just keep talking. It could be 10-10 by the time we get Ex- off. Exactly. We've been talking about something called Bill S-7. There are some, uh, uh, certainly from Paula, but but overall some concerns to just about some very vague language. This is meant really to, I mean, it's a much broader bill than this, but it does allow for border services agencies to really look through all your stuff, your your personal devices. And it's amazing how much stuff we carry, how much about us is on these devices now. And the idea that there has to be some sort of reasonable uh grounds, not again to use that legalese, but some reasonable grounds to be able to look um, through your stuff, uh, to pry, so to speak, in a, in, in a way. Uh, is this, uh, I mean, obviously you've raised concerns about reasonable general concern. This is the term, uh, your reasonable general concerns about that. Um, but where does it go from here? Is, is there been sort of an overall debate now about whether this is too vague? Yes, I mean, we, we had a pretty good debate at second reading in the Senate. And I should explain to people, most bills originate in the House of Commons, and they get debate in the House of Commons, they get committee study in the House of Commons, they get more debate in the House of Commons, and then they're sent to the Senate for sort of a second set of eyes. For reasons that are not precisely clear to me, the government decided to start this bill in the Senate, which is 
not unheard of. It is unusual. So we're getting this bill without the benefit of having gone through the House first. And I think that's one of the reasons that it hasn't had a lot of media attention, because, you know, just in general, people don't pay as quite much attention to the Senate as they do to the House of Commons. So we had some pretty vigorous debate at second reading. I certainly wasn't the only senator who raised concerns about this, although I think I was the first uh, to, to speak critically about the bill. Um, so after some, you know, some fairly vigorous debate at second reading, the bill has now gone to committee and it will be studied by the Senate's Standing Senate Committee on National Security and Defense. Um, those hearings will start Monday uh, when the committee will hear from from the minister and from you know people from Canada Border Services Agency and and from uh, you know from 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 the government, and then there will be a follow up series of hearings uh, next Wednesday where they'll hear from uh, people with civil liberties backgrounds and people raising concerns about the bill. Uh, it's going to be pretty quick right now. It's just scheduled for two days of hearings. Uh, to my mind, I would have liked them to hear from some more witnesses. I'd provided a list of some suggested academic witnesses um, who so far are not showing up on the witness list, somewhat to my disappointment. I'm not a member of this particular committee, but any senator has the right to sit in on any committee hearing. You don't necessarily have the right to ask a question, although if there's time, I, you know, I might be allowed to do that. So I'm going to be sitting in on Wednesday's hearings in particular because um, you know, I, I want to watch this debate. And then the committee will have its chance to propose amendments and to suggest uh, possible changes to the bill. And then the bill will come back to the Senate for a third reading debate, and then we will send it, whether it has amendments or not, back over to the House of Commons. So, you know, the, the scenario is an interesting one, because if the Senate agrees to amend the bill, and we send the bill back to the House of Commons, and if they don't accept our amendments, or if they have amendments of their own, the bill might end up bouncing back to the Senate again. So, you know, some people have suggested to me that the government may have introduced this in the Senate to save time. Certainly, there's a lot of backlog in the House of Commons. There's been a fair bit of obstruction in a minority parliament. It's not always easy for the government to sort of, you know, move the ball down the field. Um, they haven't been able to score with the alacrity of the Oilers of the Flames. But <laughs> I honestly don't know in the end if it's going to save them any time to bring it through the Senate or if people are sort of going to end up chewing their cabbage twice. Paul Simons, thank you so much. I mean, this is a really interesting topic. Look forward to see where it goes. It's such an important topic to get the language right, because as you mentioned, vague language will always lead to problems, whether it be uh, perceptions of abuse, perceptions of unfairness, uh, ending up back in the courts, which is expensive, of course. Um, so thanks so much for, for uh, catching us up on this one. Well, thank you. And now I'm going to go back and look at the game with my fingers Absolutely. crossed and my toes. <laughs> I might be 9-9 okay. nine, nine by now. <laughs> Paula Simons, uh, independent, senator, independent senator from Alberta, speaking uh, to us tonight from Alberta, uh, talking about Bill S-7.